Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You hear just jostling around and it feels like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that honestly sounds like the intro song. The intro song is like kind of... It sounds like a... Like a Seinfeld dupe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> like uh, he's an architect, she's unemployed, they live together, jossing around. Do you want that to be your new intro? Yeah, I do. <laughs> we can just clip that out real quick. Welcome back to another episode of Just Jossing Around. My guest today, Carl Hauser, welcome. Hi. How's it going? Well. Well... <laughs> It's going well. Um, just want to put aside, Carl did just figure out what my last name was five seconds ago before we started. De Bones, De Boner, De Bonus, De Bois, De Boner. Yes, that De, was. Wait, De Bois. Where does that? That's good too. That's what people think. Like it's like. Well, I mean, it, it's Italian. People are like, is it French? Is it De Bois? And uh, like, or sounds, people say Debonair. Ooh, right? Like a uh, Nolens, like a no. <laughs> Jos Debonair. Yeah. Honestly, sounds a lot better than the actual. Spelt like the bones in the ground, but <laughs> pronounced with a flick of the tongue, debonate. I don't have a good accent to go back for. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. It felt like a, a deep, like a, almost a Georgia. That's what I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, you ever watch, what was it like? Something something with the Chrisleys? It was like that family from Georgia with the husband who was clearly gay. I think and- <laughs> the only the only television I've watched set in Georgia or the South at all is is True Blood. Oh really? And I just, oh wait, is that the okay? I the vamp was the vampire one. I was thinking of uh, in in Cold Blood, Truman Capote. <laughs> Yeah, which is not the same as what you're talking about. No, it's the one with Truman Capote and all the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Yeah, no, it's good. Not about a uh, man being hung at all for vicious crimes. No. Or anything like that. Just no, vampires. Just vampires. I, just vamping around. Just, <laughs> that's that's a, what we're going to change the name to for Spooky Season. Ooh, just, just vamping, vamping around. around. That's the thing about a podcast is, when does this come out? Months this, from now? <laughs> no, it'll come out this Friday. This Friday? It'll come out. It's that fast. Who do you have editing? Well... Grace, and then I do some of the clips. Grace, in the- you beautiful genius! I <laughs> and I think you have to, you have to not be a perfectionist because every every podcast that I've done, I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So I'll just sit there for hours, being like, "What's the comedic timing on this?" Oh, really? Because I would also have friends star in my podcasts, especially uh, my early podcast before I got into comedy and improv and met people who do those things. Yeah. I would just have friends read lines I gave them and they were bad, but I would fix them in editing. I'd be like, okay, well the, the comedic timing here is off. That's so interesting. But I'll just put some space here as I'm like, you know, uh, learning as I go. uh, What is that one? Um, Audacity, the free, it's a free editing software. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I have not heard of that, but like I'm still. So you would script your podcast guests? 
Well, I had I, I had a scripted podcast. It was meant to okay. be like a sketch podcast. That's so cool. That was yeah, my, I was going to ask what the premise of it was. Well. And what was the name? Let me tell you. The name was uh, The Tone Downs, Voyage of the Damned. Okay. And it was about a band. Yeah. <laughs> called The Tone Downs. <laughs> and they lived in an apartment together. And they got up to shenanigans and they had adventures. It's like yeah. if you imagine like any of those like I don't know like seventies shows where it band there was a time when bands just did things. Yeah. You know? Like Jabberjaw. Like they would just solve mysteries <laughs> and sometimes play music, but mostly just be a band. Yes. Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, okay. Um so it was somewhere between that and like I wanted it to be like an audio version of like Pee Wee's Playhouse or any of those other 70s shows with lots of puppets and stuff. That's so unique. So, I love that. Yeah, it was just like, oh, what's happening in the apartment? You know, look, it's, you know, Refrigitron 5000. What's up, Refrigitron or whatever, whatever else. That's really fun. I've never heard of like a, a sketch podcast before. I'm, I'm sure those are a thing, but like that is that's not, a very unique. There's concept. not a lot of them, but I love them. Yeah. Um, there's one that I love uh, that's a British one. I don't know if that, I guess it's not a podcast. It's just a radio show then. Sure. Because it was on the radio. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever heard of a show called That Mitchell and Webb Look. No, I haven't. But they also had That Mitchell and Webb Sound which was the audio version. And it's just, it's very funny because you can do game shows or you can do uh, news programs or you can do uh, really fun stuff with uh, sound effects. But, oh my gosh, so much work. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. Well, I mean, like, getting, did you guys have to, like, go over it a couple times? Like, was there a table read beforehand or were you guys just, like, kind of, I guess, low-key improving with... No. The script? No, not well, at all. Again, I didn't know anyone who did comedy. I only had <laughs> some buddies. Yeah. Uh, and I did. It was low rent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted a way to have you know everyone recorded on their own channel. Yeah. We're gonna get into the nuts and bolts of audio editing, right? <laughs> uh, I assume both of our mics are on their own channel. Would that be correct? Yes. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, I know it's just all one. <laughs> See, I wanted to be able to like really edit each channel or whatever, but I only had one mic and I didn't have like a splitter or whatever you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I just had each person read all their lines. Oh, separate. Separate. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, the worst idea. Cause like, I'm like, <laughs> well, listen, well, I guess what we don't want is any chemistry. <laughs> Or anyone to play off of anyone. I just trusted everyone so little that I'm like, just read your lines. And I think it was also so that like when they inevitably read them terribly or wrong or whatever, I could be like, just do that three more times. Yeah. I'll choose the best one. Yeah. So then I end up with like three hours each or whatever of uh, individual lines that I'm then like, okay, now I'm going to cut this up. Like an audio uh, collage, yeah, and uh, wow, you're that's getting so, so many much us from me. Yeah, it was a lot of work, and yeah, I ended up making two episodes, and they're my favorite. I know I, that was going to be my question. I was like, yeah. how many episodes two. did you actually like? But also in the same breath, I understand like a project like that needing to control and like wanting to like make sure everything is. It was it was my the nearest and dearest project to my heart. And it still is. I still, uh, when I, 
when I have to do like bios or whatever, yeah, like when I'm throw in, it in theater production, I'll be like, thank you to Carl's band, the tone downs for never requiring practice <laughs> because I'm the only one in this band. Yeah. And <laughs> a one man band. Yeah. And none of us played instruments. That was another thing. Yeah. That none of us could play music at the time. So I didn't need it to be about the music. That's why it was sketches. That's, I don't like, I, I haven't seen very many sketches based off of bands. Literally all I can think of is Metalocalypse from, uh, is that Adult Swim? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> years later, uh, I saw a show years later on Netflix, um, Auntie Donna's, uh, Great Big House of Fun. Oh. Something like that. And it just was exactly what I was going for. Really? Like, so upsetting. Isn't that? I, they couldn't yeah. have stolen it from me, but let me tell you. That's what I wanted. Yeah. It was exactly what they were doing. Seeing like an idea that you had done, like I feel it just, it hurts on a whole nother level, like a sketch or like a, yeah, just a premise. It hurts. But then also I'm like, okay. The right, it was in the right hands. It became, it became alive. At least someone kind of manifested it it into reality. I love that. I, um, I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm glad you came, even though we've only met, like, I feel like in passing and I, I don't know. I just loved you immediately. And especially when at the, um, I think of the Omaha, it was the comedy, uh, fest fundraiser. Yes. And it was, that was my first time I think seeing you do improv was at that event. And it was, uh, I just keep thinking of the scream. The sketch or the the uh, whatever it was, but the screen. I don't know what you guys called that or what what group that was from. But do you know what I'm referencing? Let me tell you, <laughs> I I immediately forget everything I do. No, how could you forget a scream like that? That's the joy <laughs> of improv. Is yeah, it's there and it's it's there and it's gone. I used to be a waiter, uh, and I was one of those I won't write things down waiters. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> And let me tell you, once it goes in the machine, it's gone. Uh, and that's improv for me. Is like, really? I'm there. I'll do it. I will remember everything I can in that scene as well as I can. Like, I'm trying to make sure that if you called someone Carlos at the beginning of the show, 30 minutes later, I'm going to slip that in. It's going to be so funny. Yeah. And then the second I'm off the stage, whew, it all goes. It's gone. You got to wipe the hard drive clean. You got to make room for. There's for not more. a lot of room there to begin with. <laughs> I'm one of those. I'm one of those iPod shuffles, baby. I got three gigs in here, maybe. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad. I I wish I could remember like the entire premise of the sketch, but I just remember you off to the side doing this scream that oh, literally no. sounded. Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, it, and I remember that because we did it a few. Because it's a sketch, so we did it a few times. Mm-hmm. It was it was a copier. Yeah. It sounded like a man screaming. It was perfect. And I I was I you know listen. I can scream. Yeah, no, that's like a gift. I was like, I want that like recorded on a soundboard, <laughs> and like during this podcast, I want to be able to just hit it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the timing. It was everything. I was like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, and then, that was a fun sketch. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, yeah, I wish I had that recorded to to watch again. It was it was so funny. But um, you do a lot of like, are you in? You're in multiple different groups. Or are you just in yeah. loyal to one? No, uh, loyal to no one. Loyal absolutely, to no absolutely one. Absolutely no one. Listen, I'm a. I have nothing for this. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a street cat. Uh, no, several different groups. I would say mm-hmm. I'm really excited about one group that we're getting started right now, which is our improvised Shakespeare team. I just you guys did a a show like 
it was on a Thursday, like maybe two weeks yeah. ago. How'd that go? Wonderfully. Uh, we're doing first Thursdays of the month. Nice. Uh, I guess if this comes out this Friday, yes, then viewers can know that it's going to be second Thursday of the month Ooh. in November. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're doing first Thursdays of the month at the back line and we improvise a whole Shakespeare show and it's a lot of fun. That's so, how does that work? Like, do you guys, is it just like, are you basing it off of one of the plays or are you just, how does no, that No, you just make it up. Let me, let me pull down the curtain for you. Pull it down. Let me show you the magic <laughs> behind the improv. Uh, it's just a, it's just regular narrative improv. With a lot of thousand days. Okay, that's yeah. I didn't know if it was based off the the work or like just the speak of. Like, it's. The I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Shakespeare has so many tropes mm-hmm. that you can go back to. Um, whether it's you know the royalty, the tragedy, uh, the jester, the fairies, uh, the witch speaking to the audience, um, you know. War, I don't know. There's there's a lot war. of... Yeah, war. <laughs> you know, from literature, war. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can go to. So it's it's basically just genre improv. Um, okay. But it, it just feels really fun and impressive because we just ask for the title of a Shakespeare play that's never been done before. Yeah. And uh, then we give you that play. That's so... Yeah. And it's it's... But it's not based on, like, what the... You guys are just... I mean, we're riffing. That's awesome. We're riffing. Uh, I wish I could say, you know, that I came up with that on my own. Uh, Shakespeare improv is kind of a, it's kind of a thing that happens pretty often sure. in, in most places that have improv. I think it started in Chicago with the Improvised Shakespeare Company. Um, but uh, I wanted it here, too. Yeah. And, uh, it's worth having, and we have an amazing team. Mm-hmm. Uh of people who really have read a lot of Shakespeare, people who have done Shakespeare and people who have no idea about Shakespeare. And mm-hmm. that's a fun collection of people. Yeah. You have people who have no idea who can help each other out. And, well, you, yeah. Cause you get someone on there saying, you know, uh, Theseus, thou hast wilted me greatly. And the other guy saying, dude, <laughs> I love that. So yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. <laughs> that's great. I'm so like, um, I mean, I feel like, the only time I get to like see everyone doing improv is at like the comedy fest and stuff, but it's just always so impressive and captivating. And there's just so much talent in Omaha. Like, I mean, no shade to the other teams I've seen travel through here, but I feel like Omaha just has we're good the sauce. We've got we yeah we've got <laughs> we're dripping with the sauce. Uh, no cap. We uh, <laughs> Dylan, who you've had on this podcast, brings a lot of knowledge. And a lot of talent, and he's trained, from, from my understanding, in New York and Chicago. Yeah. So he brings a lot of styles from across the country, which I think is really helpful because I also went to Chicago and I did um, a bunch of improv school there. Nice. And it's great and it's so cool. And you can really tell the difference in the styles between, God, this is getting nerdy, between no, you know, I love it. UCB or IO or even Second City. But. I feel like we really try to meld things here. Yeah. Um, and almost just try to learn as many different styles as we can and bring them in. We're always excited. People here are so hungry for a workshop uh, by someone mm-hmm. who's only done things in California. And they have yeah. this idea about how the groundlings or whatever work. And then this person comes in and they say, well, you know, we really do a character based thing that's based on theater. And, 
people love to just mesh all that together. Yeah. So it's really fun. No, that's awesome. It's just, it's, I feel like it's different worlds, like stand up versus like improv. I wish that so worlds could collide more. It's tough. I don't, yeah. It's, I, it's very, it's, we both, oh, it's surprisingly difficult. I will say, I, I know I've said this multiple times. I love the improv people a lot more. <laughs> you guys are just so much more nicer and open and welcoming. I think it's because it's like, you guys are always working in a situation where you're working with another person. Well, it's by definition an ensemble yeah. thing. You have to, like, the whole thing of improv is just, to be good, improv is stripping away uh, pretense and just getting your vulnerability out there mm-hmm. and just being willing to trust. There's, It's a constant trust fall. You have to be ready to make yourself look like an idiot, knowing that other people will make you look like you're not an idiot. Uh, Any sort of any support, any sort of that lockup you get in front of a crowd when something feels embarrassing, where you might want to be like, if you do that to someone else on stage, everything falls apart. Yeah, it's it's a stick in the spokes immediately. So, yeah, you have to be really willing to connect with people. And I do think that stand-up, even though a rising tide, uh, you know, carries all boats, tends to be more competitive. Yeah, and yeah, and the people you're next to, they don't, most sometimes don't want to be your friend. They don't really care. <laughs> I mean, there's so much grind to do yeah. anything. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, we're, in improv, we're doing play. We yeah. are we are doing play in the best way we can, and the only thing that makes it more interesting than just watching people play pretend is the fact <laughs> is the fact that we do it with a lot of vulnerability, yeah, and um, and have done it so many times that we that we tend to bring a lot of comedy to it. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's it's just us having fun. Yeah. It's just us pulling goofs yeah. and. Yeah. No, please. I was just gonna say. No, I was just gonna say. How long have you been doing improv? I, I don't know because you have to count the pandemic as like five years. <laughs> so I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think it's realistically, I think only about six years. Hmm. Um, I did theater in high school. I did improv in high school. I did all yeah. that stuff, but that barely counts. That's like, I, yeah. I feel like that's saying, like, how long have you been bicycling? And you're like, well, I rode a tricycle in <laughs> kindergarten. But, like, you know, none of that stuff in high school was what I'm doing now. Uh, but I got back into it about six years ago. Nice. Yeah, and you're fucking killing it. One of my favorites to, to see, a class act. Would you ever see yourself making, like, a transition into stand-up? I mean, I've done stand-up. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I will do stand-up. If someone says, like, hey... Well, you know, I've got I've got ten minutes to fill. I'll be like, yeah, fine. Oh my gosh, I would love to see a stand-up set from you. <laughs> what does that material entail? Um, it's I, I'm still I'm still figuring out what that voice is yeah. because uh, I've always wanted it to be just very punchliney. Yeah. Uh, very Mitch Hedbergy. Oh, very yeah, like just yeah, joke yeah. after joke yes. after joke. Um. But I acknowledge that there's so much in storytelling that is very helpful to stand-up. It's tough. Stand-up is the most antagonistic type of performance I've ever attempted with the audience. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when I do theater, 
when I do improv, people come wanting to enjoy that. Yeah. But I feel like people come to a stand-up show like, oh, yeah, trying to make me laugh. Yes, it's like... Let's it, see. Yeah, that's... You're in a fight with these people. Mm-hmm. So you first have to convince them that they like you. Yes. Convince them that they want to laugh with you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of can't just tell jokes. No, it's like... Because, a, yeah, yeah if, you ha- if you don't have that connection, even a good joke is a groaner. Mm-hmm. Like, if they smell any kind of weakness, it's like, if, if you show... Any, Sharks. Yeah, no, literally, that's what it is. Like, I feel like if you approach it with any sense of lack of confidence, mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't matter what's coming out of your mouth. They will, like, miss the punchline, everything, if it's just there's an air of lack of confidence, I feel like, in the person. Which, again, compared to the vulnerability, mm-hmm. having that tight confidence and, like, having absolutely no vulnerability... Or at least showing vulnerability in a way that's so controlled. Yeah. Oh, it's such a different beast. And I, but I, I think I feel like we look at the other with like almost the same guy. Go- like I look at improv and I'm like, wow, because it's so vulnerable. And also, it's like I don't know. It's just there's a lot. I feel like you guys always like, even though I know it is on the spot. I'm like, there's how is this not pre-planned, thought ahead of a time? Because it's just so it just flows so smoothly. Like. I don't know. It's very yeah. It's I, it's just being human and reacting and playing. It's very natural. It's in all of our bones. We all we all played when we were kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I stand <laughs> up. I'm trying to figure out how to tell stories better. Um, yeah. I've got some stories from my life that I've kind of tucked away now. For because the other thing about stand up that's difficult for me as an improviser is repeating things. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, You're like I gotta have a new joke every time I. Get, I do. I, get I, it, yeah. I feel like I want to write a fully new set, mm-hmm. and I've at least gotten to a point where I've done enough stand up that I have enough stuff that I can mix it up. Yeah. Or even better, that I've forgotten what I did, and then I go back. I tell you, I I am sometimes, and this is gonna sound pretentious as hell. Be pretentious. I'm sometimes my favorite writer. But only if I've forgotten what I wrote. And then you go back. Yeah. When, I, if, when I write it and read it, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. But then give me a few years, I'll read it, and I'll be like, who's this guy? Right. He gets me. I always keep my journals because I'm just like, I will forget what's in here, and then I'll revisit and be like, wow, I was having a manic episode. I wish I could <laughs> keep journals. I, no? I've tried. It's, do you do the notes app? Where do you keep your notes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I Well, yeah. For um, anything I come up with, it's very messy in the notes yeah. app. Yeah. I've got probably six notes started that say, like, <laughs> jokes to tell. Yeah. And then five others that are, like, for stand-up or whatever. You yeah. Know. Um, no, I, I mostly just lose things. <laughs> and they're never – I have I, – I started paying for Google to give me more space. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I don't want to go through the things that I... There's no way... Yeah. Because they give you, what, two gigs free or something? I don't know. I I do that with uh, iCloud. I literally pay... I pay close to $7 a month just to keep... Because it's so cheap. And I'm like, it's... it's, I would rather pay it than, like, actually sit down and sit through. And go through through it. Oh, my gosh. Half of it's just, like, old assignments and essays. But then half of it are books I started. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to finish them. You started books? You write? I mean, yeah, I try, I try. That's, I mean, that's still amazing, though. That's great. I, uh, you know, what's your genre? 
comedy. Comedy books, like just like, is it the same like story? Like, there's a story, or are you talking about comedy? No, a story. I I had one I wanted to write, and it's so funny because when I look back on it, I'm like, oh boy, this is a story about a depressed guy from a depressed guy. (laughs) But I had, yeah, I had one I wanted to write. that I think when I look back was highly influenced by Catch-22. I don't know if you've ever read that. I'm so uncultured, unfortunately. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> but it was just about, it's just I wanted to write a very ensemble character book, and I wanted it all to be about one character, but I wanted none of the stories to be about him. I just wanted it to be ways that he happened to influence other people in the town. And I, I was planning on having it culminating in a, in a big fire that destroyed the town. And I, I, w- I had this vision of him being like, boy, I'll never affect anything as much as this fire's affecting this town. But it, like, was his fault. Yeah. Like, if you go back through the book, that was my goal. I love that. That's so I have, I have a bunch of different stories about people in this town. And they're all very silly. And I, I think, yeah, I think the writing is, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to say what authors I feel like I am because that's, that's terrible, but like definitely influenced by people like uh, Joseph Heller mm-hmm. and also uh, Kurt Vonnegut, I'd like to think, um, and maybe Ray Bradbury mm-hmm. and uh, Lemony Snicket, my favorite wow. of all. Lemony, I'm thinking of something different. You're, if you're thinking of a series of unfortunate events. Yes, I correct, am. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, listen, no I'll drop a lot of culture on you, but nothing's influenced <laughs> me more than Count Olaf. <laughs> It's been so long since I've seen that series. Sorry, I didn't read. I didn't I watch. Oh, wow. Look at us. Two different worlds. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started reading the series when I was young enough for that to make sense. And it didn't finish <laughs> until I was in college or something. Yeah. So I was, a, I was a sophomore in college at the bookstore the moment it opened mm-hmm. in line to get the, the final Lemony Snicket book. To what have was, that thirst after a book, I'm craving oh yeah. that so badly. Oh my gosh, I I I love reading, and I just can't find books that I love. Yeah, it's so difficult, and then I can't afford books that I love mm. because I have I listen library card. Holy oh, crap! Oh, there it is. Love it. Yeah, I get audiobooks on my phone, but man, lots of people have figured this out because there's so many holds. I've got like. <laughs> 16 holds on books on my phone. And I'm never going to get these books. Yeah. Partial. There's two reasons I'll never get these books. One is because how many people are in the way. Two <laughs> is because uh, the Omaha library doesn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. But the New York library does. So you're going to make a trip. No, I keep making fake addresses. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hope this isn't too illegal. No. <laughs> uh, I keep I keep making fake addresses and getting New York library cards. Um, they expire after 14 days. Yeah, because I can't go into the library and prove that oh, I'm really this person. Gosh, so you only have 14. <laughs> so I well, if I check out the book, mm-hmm. I've got as long as as it as the regular book thing is. Yeah, but for the hold. Each library card only lasts 14 days. So I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll let me put a hold on that book. But if it takes longer than 14 days, I'm not getting it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I've, yeah, I've How made a lot of. How did you figure out you could do that? Well, I went online and I, and I tried at a lot of places. I, I went 
to just big city to big city. And if anyone out there is listening to this podcast and they're like, hey, I know about a city that you could (laughs) you can easily get another library card in. I try to collect them. Uh, If I am in a place, I'll try to go in and and get a library card if I can. But they need proof of address. It's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And before anyone says what they might say, which is many libraries let you pay a subscription fee to get their card. Okay. I'm aware of this. I don't have any money. (laughs) That's why I need a library card. (laughs) Anyway, so that's, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm learning a life hack right now. I want a New York library card. It's easy to get. Just sounds cute. Yeah. Just to have it in a wallet. You don't get it. You don't get a physical copy. Oh, you don't? No. No, boo. Because it's electronic. This is the whole point. I'm sorry. I I would stop. If I had been getting every two weeks a new physical (laughs) New York library card. I, at some point, I'd be like, this also, is too much whose plastic. address? Whose address are you using? Are you I, just looking up houses? I, yeah, I'm just going on Google Maps and choosing like, a new house. They're getting my cute? mail all over New York. Oh, I'm so dead. <laughs> They're getting mail for for someone. <laughs> I use my fake name, and I'm, I should tell you what this is. It's the name I had on my fake license when I was 20. I had a, I had a fake ID. Did you have a fake ID? <sighs> no. I was a good kid. Oh, boy. No, I, was, I, I just never got carded. <laughs> I, I was good until I was about 20. That's when I went bad. Um, well, sorry. I actually had a military ID because I was a dependent. And people don't know how to read the birthdays on military yeah, IDs. So I would tough. just hand it to them. And they'd be like, oh, thank you for your service. Even though I'm like, nice. Nope. And nice. Then I'd get in. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> Stealing alcohol and valor. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. Listen, not to give any tips to the youngsters out there. Don't do it. But restaurants, that's where you use the fake ID. Yes. Because the person who cares the least is the guy who's going to get tipped. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, so, yeah, my fake name uh, is Carl Hauser. <laughs> no way! <laughs> but it's spelled different. Okay, okay. <laughs> that way, I thought this through, if someone said the name, I would look. Yeah. So it's a C instead of a K. Okay. And it's H A U instead of H O U. There it is. Yeah. So look I up that it. name on the internet, and if he's done anything, that's me. I was <laughs> doing those things. I was like, wow, he's given an. I was like, that's a good name for an alias. Is my name? Yeah, is your actual name? But spelled wrong. There so how is. are you going to find me? <laughs> good luck, uh, the police. That was going to be a great reveal um, if it was like just your name just and like how it was spelled. Geronimo Jones or something. <laughs> The only Geronimo I'm aware of is Stilton, the mouse, the series, the book series, Geronimo Stilton. Humiliating. Too cultured for me. I know. No. So incredibly uncultured. It's a children's book um, because I, I don't know. I am convinced I have some kind of learning disability. I can't uh, remember things. Like I will reread a paragraph multiple times and still not understand what's happening. Sure. So then I just don't read. And... You might have a learning disability. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to count you out on that. No, We're uncovering things. Um, I will be, uh, right after this podcast, going to my primary care provider. Good luck. Just I've got ADHD. Me. They're not doing shit for me. So. <laughs> I feel like it's like, I don't know. How, how did you, what were like the signs that you were like, all right, I think I have ADHD? Um, 
Did you figure it out as an adult or did you know you had it like maybe growing up as a child? <laughs> they tested me for it as a child. Okay. They said, this kid might have it. We're going to test him at school. We're going to observe him. And they said to my parents, I think he has ADHD. Yeah. And my parents said, kids get medicated too much. <laughs> they give them out like Our candy. kid's normal. <laughs> um, my parents were susceptible to any trend that was being talked about. Sure. Still are. Yeah. That's a big Fox News guy. Love to see it. Um, <laughs> and uh, like everything, like my, I think my mother once asked me if I'd ever attended a rainbow party. What's a rainbow party? Wow. Sounds fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sounds. Apparently, a rainbow party is when the girls each wear a different color of lipstick and create a rainbow mm-hmm, on the guy's dick. Oh, you had me until you brought a guy into the picture. Well, <laughs> that's why my mom asked me if I had gone to a rainbow party. Oh, which she heard about on, I think, Oprah. So that's they were, insane. yeah, this Sorry. was the kind of thing they were always worried about. Uh, they were terrified that Power Rangers was going to make me violent. You know, all that stuff. Um, so suffice it to say. What were we talking about? Uh, oh, ADHD testing. Yes. So, yeah, they told trends. me I was and yeah. it was ignored. But then as an adult, you know, I. Uh, the th okay, here's the thing about the first time I took Ritalin. Yeah. Which is what I was given. Yes. Because my psychiatrist at the time didn't want me to have the much cooler Adderall. <laughs> because that's cool. Ritalin seems like your therapist is just like he's acting up in therapy. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> So it was she, and she literally said, "I'm going to give you Ritalin because uh, it has less; it's less cool on the streets, so you can't sell it." I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, and I learned so many interesting things, like when I used to mm -hmm. uh, watch Netflix while I drove, I wasn't actually doing a good job at both. That's actually, <laughs> actually, I was missing a lot yeah, of each one of both. <laughs> But with the ADHD, I just kind of, I don't know how to, how to explain Picked it. Like one. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, in reality, like un, unjokingly, I would do a lot of things at the same time to stimulate mm -hmm. my little dopamine starved brain. Yes. And I would think I was following all of them. And then I would take Ritalin and I'd be like, I'm not following any of these. Yeah. I'm just like clipping in parts. And yeah, there was a time when I thought it was a good idea to play Netflix while I drove. Listen, it's no, okay. it gets worse because oh. when I was younger, <laughs> I didn't have Netflix. None of us did. Uh, you don't remember that, but it was a time. Um, so I would, I would read. Yeah. While you were driving. That's <laughs> yes. crazy. Wait, that's actually. <laughs> yeah. I had a Kindle. <laughs> I had one of the first Kindles. Um, and I would, I would, I, I guess if you're, if you're watching this, I'd, Reading while driving is studious as hell. That's, it's just dumb. It's so, I've never heard that before ever. <laughs> I wasn't reading smart things either. I was reading, you know, Stephen King or something like, you know. Something captivating. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed the book. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, so That's awesome. there were signs. <laughs> there have always been signs. I can't follow conversations half the time. Sure. Um I will, and it's so funny. I, I still get in fights with significant others about, you know, are you listening? And mm -hmm. I'll say yes, and I'll believe yes. Obviously, I was listening. Yeah. 
and they'll be like, okay, you heard this? And I'll be like, oh, oh, I guess I wasn't <laughs> listening at all. But I can't tell the difference. Because um, your brain just clips it out. It kind of, it, it's it, weird. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like I've learned very well uh, how to convince myself I'm paying attention to things, I guess. Yeah. So Ridlin helped that. that um, but I'm not getting it anymore. Because it's hard to get. Yeah. In some ways. ADHD. Yeah. ADHD medication, especially now. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's because like, okay. So the thing is, you want to avoid drug-seeking behavior. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I'm seeking a drug. Exactly. <laughs> so it's hard to advocate for yourself. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to come off as like a fiend for it either. Right. I'm just I like, like I say to the doctor, I'm like, hey, chill. But just yeah. so you know, some doctors have, <laughs> you know, diagnosed me. With a, a with a thing that they have a drug for, mm-hmm. um, some of them give it to me. Yeah, and I get that you're not going to, but if you wanted to, think about it. It would help my life. Table, <laughs> my life would be better. That's so funny. Um, but the thing is, I've also got like you know brain medication, sure, for the depression and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. so that's more important than. Focusing. I don't care if I focus as long as I can stop crying. Oh, that's amazing. So, <laughs> I so I go to the doctor. I'm like, listen, just give me the give me this stuff. Give me this very safe. Yeah. I don't know, like non recreational stuff. <laughs> See, I I I have to raw dog the depression and anxiety because I was on. Uh, I mean, I was on medication. I have bipolar. Sure. And I was on medication for it, but, like, it just turned me, like, I swear I was just, like, into a zombie, colorless, mm-hmm. lifeless, like, nothing. Like, it was, I wasn't even myself, no personality. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. If I have a couple bad days in a row, I'll keep it so that I can just have some charisma left over. Yeah. And, wait, and you're dripping with Riz. Got that Rizma. <laughs> Uh, I'm very lucky. I tried a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I was lucky for many reasons. One is I, I had done enough cocaine and ecstasy in my life <laughs> to be able to explain what the bad ones made me feel like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like this isn't great. What's it like? Mm. I would imagine it's like being on ecstasy, if I were to guess. <laughs> I don't know, but... Comparing um, it to... <laughs> Well, funny. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if our, if our, yes. our listeners have ever uh, done uh, Molly, but like there's that low level, like, yeah, you can't have that all the time. No, God, especially not with the fun, without the fun parts. Well, I mean, what is that? The way I figured out that I think I might have ADHD was because mm-hmm. of doing cocaine and sure. it not affecting me. Right. Like I would, I would do amounts with people and they would yeah. be feeling and I would feel nothing. I don't yeah. know reaction. I that and that's the thing about that's how you know it's addictive too because mm-hmm. I'll tell people I can't really explain why cocaine is good but I want some now that we're talking about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, I was lucky. I tried enough of them yeah. that I found something that I am more me mm-hmm. with than without. Yeah. Like that's, I'm just that's, that's able amazing. to be the person that I am. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> because that, you know, that hollowness, that emptiness, yes. that's what depression is for me. So obviously like mm-hmm. when I'm not on it, I'm just like, Oh man, you know, those things I love. Yeah. They suck. <laughs> Everything. I love Everything sucks. is awful. 
And then, like, what's crazy is I have, like, I have friends that also struggle with depression. So then I go to them, like, I'm feeling this way. And they're like, bitch, me too. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, everyone. We just kind of flock together. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I'm like, can one of us get medicated so that we can. Someone <laughs> lift the rest of us out of this hole. Because <laughs> I am i can't do it. It's fine. I, like, I really, it comes to me, like, in waves. I definitely, like, I as having bipolar, I, I know that I quick cycle through like hypomanic and depressive Sure. and I'm so productive and I'm on, I'm on a kite when I'm hypomanic with that depressive hits and it's like, I can't leave the house. Oh yeah. It gets, it gets brutal, but, um, you know, there's, there's methods, there's holistic, uh, solutions. I'm glad you found them. Yeah. I, <laughs> I spent months in a basement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I did I not see sunlight for months in That's, college. Yeah. Don't look so sad. It was No, fun. I you, you loved it? You were living No, God no. Oh, well then, you, <laughs> then my sad face was I just, right. I just I'm just not ready to be vulnerable. What sorry. is this improv? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I was it was tough. Uh I'm glad I found something because it really ugh. Yeah. I have yeah, I at college for me, part of the reason why I was just like done with college was because it was like I, don't, I just, I was getting so depressed. I moved out of my dorm. The dorm was bad for me. I would just, like, I, I thought it would be good for me to, like, socialize me other college kids. But mm-hmm. actually, it just was a door that I could shut and not see sure, anyone. Sure, <laughs> sure. There's always a way to find that door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you graduate college? I have one year left. I am, my goal is in You're January. Yeah, in January, I'm going to go back to school and finish nice. my last year. Because I need to. Yeah, it's kind I, of I can't sell this product without a degree. Yeah, my goal <laughs> is also to someday go back to college. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've I'm really good at flunking out of college. <laughs> I've probably it's done it four times. So satisfying. Oh man, to just be like just I'm a, not doing no, it. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. I'll tell you, the weight. There's no greater weight off your mm-hmm. chest than deciding that failure is an option. <laughs> Like I remember growing up being like I like I would judge people who didn't go to college. Like that was like that like going into I would judge people who didn't go to college. I judged and then I became that person. Oh my gosh, the and things it's I used so to judge. Funny. Yeah. My father, ugh. My father used to say to me, if you don't get your grades up, you'll end up at a community college. <laughs> like as a threat. I wish. I, <laughs> oh my god, I You're wish like, I'd gone to community ending. college. <laughs> I went straight for state state school. Mm-hmm. I got myself a big old bunch of loans. There it is. And I flunked. <laughs> um, yeah, the yeah. things I used to think. Oh my gosh! I loved. I went to a metro community and, and yeah, yeah, and it was. I mean, great, heavenly experience. Yeah, I was a street cheap, ambassador. Cheap ass <laughs> math classes. Yes, you know? and like the, it was such. It was smaller classrooms as well, so I could like talk to my teachers. Um, yeah, it was, I, I loved it. I miss it, but you know, I do have to, I gotta go, go back to the university, the big school for one more year. Sure. And, and then it's over. It's What's o- your degree going to be in? Uh, marketing. Ugh. I know who would do that. Who would do it? Can I just get a, uh, a degree in podcasting? <laughs> I miss I just marketing. Wanna- <laughs> That's kind of what that is. <laughs> I want to, um, I would love to go back. What would you wait? What were you working on when you went? Oh boy, um, theater. Okay, and then English. Yes, and then uh, languages. Wow. Yeah, like well, no, like 
very quickly in succession. Like, there's no like there's no wow to this. I just kept changing my mind. Um, and when I failed, I was a philosophy uh, student. That's what I was going to do. And that's I think awesome. that's the problem is I want to go back and finish my degree just just to do it. Yeah. But I, I don't want a degree in anything useful. I would love to get a philosophy degree. That would be delightful. That sounds great. Yeah. Right? I, I, I would literally, love that. I let my parents pick out my major for me because I was like, I don't, well, don't want to be anything. That's smart. I like, and even, even like, I feel like I'm slowly as being out of college has helped me figure out like, okay, this is the direction I want to go. And like, especially doing comedy, I'm like, all right, I kind of figure out where I want to go. But ultimately I don't want to do anything. Sure. I, they say, so I'm, I'm unemployed Mm -hmm. and they say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. I love being unemployed. So I never work a day in my life. I I can only aspire. That's kind of a joke. That was kind of meant to be a joke. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I don't mind being unemployed. It's just very funny because they say, if you do what you, if you do what you love and I love not working. So I don't work. It's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's just, that's beautiful. Okay. No, it is. I, no, I get it. Wait, I I went for funny and I got either beautiful or sad. I feel like that's a part of me is trying to figure out like if you're actually unemployed. I don't have a I don't have a job job. I, so I uh, I teach improv mm-hmm. and I coach improv and then I do theater gigs whenever I can. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I don't have like a regular job. No, that's perfect. I'm in a show coming up. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to be in Rudolph at the Rose. <gasps> Tell me why. Okay, sorry. Tell I- me why. <laughs> just driving past mm-hmm. I was driving past the Rose and I got so excited I was on the phone with my friend I was like oh my gosh Rudolph is yeah. coming to the Rose and, and she was the... judgmental of me she was no. like oh the kids theater yeah like fuck off yeah it's fucking Rudolph I do a bunch of work at the kids theater. oh it's my a lot gosh because wow. they have the best shit <laughs> well I you get to like you get to do these shows for like 900 kids and you're just like a little mini celebrity for a second it's oh a blast yeah I can imagine that's um, awesome yeah, it's the it's the uh, stop motion Rudolph too. Like it's that story That's, and everything. Oh, that was my favorite one. Yeah, I'm gonna be playing uh, a gentleman known as Yukon Cornelius. <gasps> yeah, no the prospector. way. Yeah. That's like a made. That's awesome. I know. It's oh, exciting. I will be there. You I will be go. there, and I'm dragging my hating ass friend to that show as well because I know it's gonna be good. Please, I would say when it comes to any performance that I'm in, the more haters you can bring, <laughs> the better. Thank you. <laughs> Is bring a lot of people who will not enjoy it. <laughs> that's like that's real Grinch behavior, though. Like yeah. Rudolph, like to sit and actively not like what you're enjoying is crazy, especially when it's Rudolph. That's satanic, honestly. I, Rudolph has been a tradition in Christmas for what thirty years. I, I, I've no since. I mean. I was going to say since it was He's born, a newer one, I think. Does that I mean? believe he's a newer one. He's like I Elf love. on the Shelf. Like someone just added it. I love those like stop motion movies. Yeah. Those were those are my favorite Christmas movies. Especially um, my favorite is A Year Without a Santa Claus with the Heat Miser, the Cold Miser. Um, Mr. Star- I don't know if we can sing it. If we can. I, I don't Do you have the rights to that song? I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll make her that pay for it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's sing a little bit of Beatles, see what happens. <laughs> But that's literally like I love that style of movie. I wish they still made movies that look like that. Just kind of a little, a little cheaper than today. Yeah, sure. Like we don't. I don't want. I'm sure quality. someone is. Yeah, someone's out there. Someone's making putting their back into it. Cheap. I think you you know what you want to go to school for now. <gasps> what 
stop motion. Stop motion animation. I honestly, making movies sounds really cool. It does. It like just. I, I, I imagine it sounds a lot cooler than it is. I bet it's like a pain in the ass. Yeah, I can't imagine I would enjoy it at all. But but I would also probably love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like acting though, is because yeah. I'm doing very little of the work. <laughs> you just get to show up and just. I mean, because the, also theater is very ensemble. So like, mm-hmm. there's so many people doing so many things. Yeah. But like. I just kind of show up. The director tells me what to do. That's it. I don't have to. I don't have to write nothing, baby. I memorize some stuff. That's nice. That's it. Yeah. Easiest job. To show world. up with a good attitude. I, I I'm besmirching everything I do. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like everything. Every, all the all the improvisers and actors out there are like, "What the hell, guy? What are you doing? It's not that easy. It's <laughs> no, easy. there's. It's all easy. I um. I mean, any time I've been in a position where I've had to, like, recite something memorized, I just can't be serious. I can't hold a straight face. Like, I can be serious conversation or whatever. But, like, the second it's, like, everyone's watching me and I have to say something specific, it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I can't keep it together at all. Turn off the brain time. I, I know. I'm my... Personally, I'm my sketch group's nightmare. Like, sure. they, like I'm like I love like giving ideas and writing, but when it comes down to like shooting, I'm like, just don't put me in it. Well, it's true. I think it's true for for me. It's true for acting and for improv that like the ability to absolutely shut down this yeah. this, this brain ears is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, or the ability to kind of maintain more than one thought track at once, which maybe is an ADHD gift. I don't know. Beautiful. It's sometimes horrifying. I was the a recent show I was in. I had a, a musical solo, a song that I did. And I found myself thinking while I was singing. Yeah. About the fact that I shouldn't be thinking. <laughs> yeah. What hell? What absolute <laughs> it's like a, hell? It's like dissociating to a degree. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm trying to get all the lyrics right. Yeah. While I'm thinking, okay, coming up is this next lyric. Don't mess up this lyric, because right now you're supposed to be singing this other lyric. Yes. I, I can I I relate to that in the sense of like when I'm doing stand-up, if I'm saying something, my brain is actively being like, Don't fuck up. Like it, you're setting up this thing, like well, don't yeah, fuck probably and, in stand-up too. You got to you gotta shut that down, right? Yeah. You but it's like there's I don't know. I feel like it's uh, more recently, I've had issues with like dissociating, like psyching myself out when I'm mm. on stage. It's the worst, and I'm like, "Why am I doing this to myself?" It's so unnecessary. Like, just be with the audience, be present, and just be there. Just be, be meditative. Yeah. But oh, gosh, I'm still really excited about the fact that you are going to be in Rudolph because that yeah. gives me even more of a reason to go and not feel so shamed. <laughs> Don't feel shamed. I'll get you. I'll get you a discount ticket. I know that's right. I would pay for. But I, I I would love a discount. They got as well. a they got a family and friends and podcast acquaintances. Let's go podcast acquaintances. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, you mentioned you were uh, teaching uh, and coaching improv. Yeah, um, we're kind of winding down. If this is a good spot, if you want to plug any upcoming classes that you're going to be teaching at the back line, um, or shows that you're in, or- I'll tell you, I I can't plug uh, teaching right now because. Because I'm going to be start rehearsing soon for Rudolph, it's going to be a little. You're going to start probably so next year. Yeah, maybe in the springtime. Yeah. Um, next week we start rehearsing for Rudolph, and that's coming up in December, so it's going to be a big one. Oh yeah. 
And then I got a show straight after that. So come to Rudolph at the Rose. I will be there. Uh, come to Shakespeare Improvised at the back line. So it changes to every second Thursday. No, just or, one sorry. time. Just one time. Oh, just okay. in November, it's second Thursday. And then the but rest the is first the first. Thursdays. First Thursdays at the back line. Shakespeare Improvised. Good deal. We have, um, we have someone coming in from... I don't know. I think London or something. Oh shit! But they're doing a workshop for us, and then they're going to be in our show in November. That's awesome. So that's why we're we're changing the date for one time. Sometimes you got to for those special guests. For a special guest, you have to. I asked you to. You said no. For what? Tuesday. I said I can't do Tuesdays. Oh, and then I yeah. You I was said, like, "Fuck you." Boy. <laughs> I said we have to do you Tuesday. Said it has to be a Tuesday. You said that's. <laughs> you said that's the that's the the whole premise of the show is that we is do Tuesdays, we- <laughs> and then it never came up. So pissed off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so I think those are the biggest things right now. Uh, I was coaching a team, a house team at the back line, but that's winding down. So there's going to be new house teams. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, that's me pitching someone else's stuff. Yeah, no, screw them. I only want Carl production. Just get Carl stuff. <laughs> right now, it's the biggest thing is Shakespeare and Rudolph coming up. That's, awesome. that's what I'm working on. Um, but I'm at the back line pretty often yeah. doing improv. I see you um, around. Also, you're, uh, I, you can find two episodes of the tone downs on SoundCloud. Probably. I love SoundCloud. Yes. All right. We got it. And also, um, if you're watching, you might recognize Carl. He did go TikTok viral. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I train, I transposed to reels for a moment. So, and it's so funny because everyone was like, I saw you on reels. And I'm like, all my friends are losers. That sucks. <laughs> that video, I, I just watched it this morning again because it's, it's, it's so funny. Like It I, wasn't even posted under my account. It, that's what sucks. It's under Dylan's. <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get anything for that. But my 9,000 TikTok followers didn't see it. 9,000 is pretty good. It is. That's pretty fun. That is, I would say that. You that's, can go TikTok Live. Oh, that's 8,000 bots for sure. <laughs> but I can go TikTok Live. I do have that ability. And uh, do some more, you know, improv karaoke. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to do on on, on TikTok Live. Every yeah. once in a while, I just, you know, obviously, I'll do me taking a shower or whatever every once in a while, but that's about it. <laughs> go on my TikTok if go you want to see, see me take a shower. <laughs> We'll make sure to plug that there. But thank you so much for coming on and thank you for having me. It was it's been fun. Just Just jossing around. (laughs) A Huda Media Production.